Hello. Will, welcome to the feature. Hello. Thank you. Right. Hi, Ahmed. Welcome to Hi. Answers. The Question show mark. where, well, we try and answer things. And yes. Today, today we have a special guest. I don't know if uh, Dennis has already mentioned, but we have a special guest. Yeah, uh, yeah this... guest Will. Me, Will. Uh, yes. Hi, Glad Will. To be on here. This is mostly for the benefit of Will, but if you're new, uh, welcome. And this is the podcast where we take big questions which are really confusing and we try and give them even bigger and more confusing answers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is Very exactly good. what we do. Pretty much. So, anyone got a topic to start off with? Uh, go on, guest. Come on. Go- what? what? Let, Come let, on. Uh, let, let the guest. Yeah, let the guest he, he has no warning. He didn't really have time. Yeah, you, you set up this show. Come on, you, you you say first and I'll think of a time. Oh, well, this is bullying, I swear. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well... All right, so today, uh, today actually, I've got one. Um, so today, in my school, uh, we we were we, well, I got shouted at by this girl. Um, now the reason was, I, I know this girl pretty well, so it's not like uh, I just went up to a random girl and then got shouted at. Can we, can we have a name? Can we have a name? Oh, the girl. All right, the girl. Uh, not pointing out any names, but called she was called Kiri, and. <laughs> And uh, basically, this is, this is supposed to be a science podcast, guys. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Are you is sure? Science, right. Okay. I've science got a real point. topic. I've got a real topic. Okay. Science versus anti-vaxxers and vaxxers and people who think five G is bad. Right. But there's your topic. Start <laughs> like start talking. <laughs> so yeah, I would say that. It's kind of silly considering that, say, anti-vaxxers, their entire reasoning is just based on pseudoscience. And it's more of a, well, this, this, and this says this. And it's he said, he said, she said. But it, it really, it, it doesn't reflect the true science behind it. Yeah, sure, vaccines work by giving you a strain of a disease. But that's weaker, so that yeah. But, but and then it makes your antibody. Yeah, yeah. It's a weaker Just a version. Bit. It's not bad for you. Sure, you get a bit of a bad arm, and y- you might sneeze for a couple of days or something. But but in the long run, I, yeah, I, I completely, I completely, I, I completely, I completely agree with um with you guys about this. Uh, but recently, have you heard with the coronavirus uh, vaccines that um people have been getting heart attacks from? the vaccine uh, no, right. I, so I a haven't. vaccine a vaccine ahmed can take up to i think it was 12 years to prepare and test fully so the fact that we produced a vaccine well i say we they asked yeah. and some other companies produced a vaccine in like under two years and it's not going to be a hundred percent only a few people are dying that is a massive achievement yeah, it's true. not it's not going to yeah. be a hundred percent great, but no, I, I it does the job. You. Your, your point is completely valid, um, right? It's just so that standard vaccine, yeah. standard vaccine creation is like having a quiver full of a hundred arrows and being able to measure exactly everything about your shot before firing each one. 
Whereas mm. in this case, we were shooting one arrow blindfolded and we somehow hit the bullseye. Yeah. Mm. I don't <laughs> think we hit the bullseye, but I, th- I think we, we got pretty but We close. hit the target. The, yeah. 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 It, it's near Pretty enough correct for the time. That is or, true, yeah. Not we, but, you know. <laughs> yes, I, I, I was the one who invented the vaccine, uh, as it would be. Uh, <laughs> uh, and what was your point about uh, 5G, Dennis? No, like, just people in general who talk about silly things that are bad for you when they really aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Um You know what? Let's talk about paradoxes. I like paradoxes. But, uh, yeah, well, well, pretty pretty interesting. What which paradox would you uh start with? Let's let's start off with the Fermi paradox. For the viewers and probably will if you don't know. Yes. The Fermi paradox is the paradox about how out of so many planets, stars how come there is no life? That is the paradox. Like, science, mathematically speaking, there should be life out there. Well, wait, but is is but but there hasn't been proven that there is no life. There could still be life. Couldn't there? Yeah, but how come we haven't come across any? I know technology hasn't progressed that much. I guess. I mean. Well, it has progressed uh, uh, quite quite a bit. I, I know, but but not not to the standards where we can find new life out there. I mean, I, I don't know how far we can go out into space as of yet, but that there are there are billions of of uh, more miles and everything of space that we haven't explored, which could have a lot more life. Uh, so, sorry, uh, I was called. Uh, uh, fair enough. Well. There is one solution that scientists have to the Fermi paradox. And what is that? Wait, be... uh, rewind, rewind. Um, uh, what, 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 what is what are we talking about? The Fermi paradox, the paradox where mathematically there should be way more life out there. We just can't, for some reason, can't find any. Ah, so that's not right. There is one solution that scientists have for it, and it's the idea of the great filter. And is that that um, we we are filtered like life is filtered in a way that we can't uh, find? No, them. it's it's more about the idea that there are civilizations out there, but they either die off because of a big problem that a big challenge that all civilizations face. Before they can become a star-faring civilization, or what is that problem? Like, it's like because then we can't communicate with them. We also have that ahead of us. I mean, I mean, hasn't there been cases where that there have been slight forms of communication with alien life out there? Mm, I mean, no, that, there's been but, uh, right, like for example, radio waves uh, and everything uh, uh, have, have come through. No. No, no, there has. For example, the um, yeah. what's it called the Wow Signal. It was named the Wow Signal after it was uh, caught by. I think I think it was the. Um, yeah, but how do you distinguish? No, it was noise. Uh, no, that's just like anything. How do you decode? Uh, occurred. 
How do you descript? Uh, no, my point is, how do you distinguish cosmic noise from intelligent communication? Because well, it's kind of obvious. For all you know, they're both oh. static. Like, there is a way, but it's pretty complicated, and you'd have to test virtually every single well, signal coming in from space. Well, then, a computer could do that, can't it? Well, yeah, but... Yeah. Really uh, and there have been, been many examples, uh, like in, in World War Two, where people have de- decoded very tricky um, Well, yeah, but things. the thing is, Will... To using very the two the two codes, i.e., the language you speak and the code that you're trying to decipher, have to be similar. Like there has to be some sort of link, something that you can compare and contrast between, so that you can distinguish. But if it's an alien sending these codes, there's virtually nothing that you can guarantee to be the same. They're not mm. even created by the same kind of brain. Wait, so, so what's your opinion on this? And did you think there is a there is a way to distinguish out there? intelligible communication from gibberish? And as much evidence uh, as we need to, to know that there is enough life. Look, basically, if you look at the frequency of certain sounds within, say, a piece of information, which could be random gibberish or just appears so. You can order each sound through frequency, and if you have like a forty-five degree degree downhill slope on a graph of the frequency of each sound, then you can be pretty sure it's intelligible. Uh, because, like, for example, the, the would the, be the Dennis, first sound that appears. Dennis, I'm what? sorry to cut you off, but um, I, I was thinking about you know how we were t- how you said that there's nothing that we can guarantee to be the same. Uh, or similar. Uh, yeah. Why? Well, I, I, I assure you that we all understand images. Yeah, but that depends. Would and by and binary and binary code, binary code can de- can decipher as images, meaning that yes, there is a way to communicate, even if. We don't know exactly where yeah, they but are. What relevance do images have? Because the extraterrestrials would likely be from a planet where most of our images that we have available to us, we simply can't comprehend what they would see on their planet. And they can't comprehend what they would see on our planet. So as I said, Dennis, the, the things that we have got from other other planets in space, do, do you think that that, that, that is real? What we've got, do you think that's real what we've got so far? Uh, so far, I would say that the only real signs of life are, well, signs, really. We don't have any definitive proof that there has been life out there, other than, like, bodies where there's water or other, basically, things that are required for life to de- to develop. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, 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 it, it, even if we didn't have the evidence, just out of your mind, do do you think there would be life out there? I think that if there's life here, there is almost certainly life out there. Yeah. However, I think that there is a chance, however small. That it is that life doesn't exist within our observable universe. Mm. 
So you think that it's not in a Zenara as a bubble? Universe? No, I'm saying there's a chance, you know? Because how many little bubbles of observable universes would be there be throughout our entire universe? Yeah. There is a relatively high chance that we're in one where it's just us. And since it's well, the definition of an observable universe is there's only so far you can go. There would be a limit. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with, Ahmed, I agree. we all tend to bring up a topic. Well, I mean, my, my first topic about uh, the where I was shouted at, it wasn't it scientific but it is political I guess you could say kind of uh, but I, I still think that it might be worth discussing it uh, basically we were argue- uh, I was arguing uh, about the school uniform and how um, they're banning short skirts uh, she was uh, the girl who was sexist the school banned skirts girls should be allowed to wear whatever they want uh, even yeah. in a workplace. Uh, now, I I disagree. I think that yes, look, short skirts should be banned because not they are inappropriate. But I, I'd like mm. to see what you not think. necessarily, but sure. I, I I would agree with that. I think they should be banned. I like, mean, I think the shorts, it, it, skirts especially in a workplace or or a place where you're working, it, it like, shouldn't be allowed. For example, at our school, the rule is if your skirt is above your knee. It's not allowed. But I think yeah, it, it, it yeah, shouldn't I, be a case of how far up your leg it is. Because, like, it shouldn't be just if it's obviously, like, blatantly just there as just something inappropriate, then it should be, like, you should get told off for it, obviously. But, for example, say a girl has, like, an, has, say all her skirts are in the wash and she's only got this old one that's, like, half a centimeter too short or something, she shouldn't get punished for that. Okay. Yeah, but but if it's blatantly too revealing, I guess you, you would. Wait, so Will Will joins the podcast as a special feature guest, and we go from talking about aliens to talking about girls' skirts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, should I pick a new topic then? Since Ahmed, can't well, well we, can, we can we can keep we can keep on the the paradox theme. Any other paradoxes, Dennis? Oh yeah, more paradoxes. Let's go. Um, let me think. You, yeah, you, you seem to know quite uh the lot. Oh, this isn't necessarily science based, but it is a tricky one. Yeah. The liar paradox. Explain. I am lying. A sentence, right? There is no way for that sentence to be true. If it is true, then it isn't true. If it isn't true, then it's true. Yeah. So it can't be either. Agreed. If I say I am lying and I'm and it's true, that means that I'm lying, so it has to be true, you know? It's really complicated. Like, I can't really explain it in words. Well, I, yeah, it's it's got, kind of like the Pin- Pinocchio paradox, in a way. Explain. Uh... Well, I actually have a, a good paradox, all right? Not about girl skirts. Um, 
Um, well, all right. So uh, I I think it was called the Xylophone paradox or something like that. Um, and it it was ba- it's a mathematical paradox about um how if you drop a ball, for example, for instance, it's one it's like a simple explanation of it. If you were to drop a ball, it would have to travel half of the distance to the floor to get to the floor, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. After this, um, uh, once it's gone halfway, it has to go half of the half, the rest of the half, to get to the floor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it has to keep on going half and half. Now, uh, each half takes time to to for it to travel that distance. So, um, if if we have to keep on going halves, then uh, theoretically the ball should never touch the floor. Yeah, I see what you're getting at. It will just keep getting smaller and smaller. Yes, and that will keep on taking time and time. It will take shorter yes, time. I have a similar one, but it's more of a brain teaser than a paradox. Right. So say you have a 10 centimeter string that's elastic. It can stretch on forever. Right? This is theoretical, right? It's not... Yeah, it's a theoretical. Yeah, just... It can infinitely stretch. Yeah. You have an ant at one end of the string. A what? The ant is... You have an, an ant. ant at one end okay. of the string, right? Yeah. The ant wants to, is going to now move across towards the other end of the string at one centimeter a second, right? But the string, at the same time, will stretch infinitely... At ten centimeters a second, will the yes. ant ever reach the end? No. So it's stretching out. He's moving at one meter a second. It's moving. No, the the string is centimeter. It's an ant. Think about. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one centimeter a second. The string is stretching at ten centimeters a second. No, yeah. it, uh, the ant should never theoretically reach the end. Yeah, I, I don't think it would. No, the ant would reach the end. You know why? Like, uh, no, because, because when you're stretching the string, the ant will go forward a bit. And then the more it goes forward, the more of the stretching of the string happens behind the ant. So eventually the ant will catch up. No, well, well, it, dep- it depends which way the string is stretching, actually. No, the, you're, you're stretching everything equally. Ah, okay, so fold and backwards. No that fi- of the string is it's like you're tugging on both ends. Yeah, fifty-fifty. Still, yeah. theoretically, wouldn't make it to the end. Yeah, but that's no, five, because five the stretching would end up happening behind the ant, allowing it to travel forward a bit more and then a bit more, and eventually it will catch up. Remember, the string stretches for an infinite amount of time. Yeah, so so say so say the ant's standing in front, standing in the middle of the ten centimeter string at the five centimeter mark, the string yeah. stretching ten meters a second. Right. Or Every it, second, yeah. there would be five more centimeters on either side. Yeah, exactly. However, but the ant's moving up. If the ant is on one side, all the ten centimeters will happen in front of the ant. However, the ant will start moving at one centimeter a second. So Bye. nine nine centimeters will happen in front after the first second, but one centimeter will happen behind, and then on the next one, it will add eight centimeters in front and only two behind. And so on and so forth until. No, but isn't it equal on each side? So it's just 
five centimeters and five centimeters. Yeah, I know, but it's in it's relative rel- relative to where the ant is, you know. What? So the ant always needs to stay where in in the middle of the no, string. No, it starts at one end and then it goes to the other, and because it's right. moving, some of the stretching over time oh, ends up happening guys. behind the ant. Okay, that's not important. That's all the time we had for because we're supposed to like keep this at twenty minute episodes. Okay. Uh, sorry for not uploading. Last week, I know we said that the, the longest possible time would be a week, but we'll try uh, and, and keep it, it uh, may have been a bit random talking yeah. about, uh, yeah, girls, yeah. Girls and yeah. yeah. So, sorry about not uploading the way we promised. We will try and upload more often. Well, thank you for and having me. I don't know what yeah. will happen in the future because I may like I'm I might be going on holiday soon. And I'll be on holiday for a good, like, month or so. Oh, where are so, you going? Yeah, Ahmed will probably carry on the podcast without me if he can. I don't know how okay. it works, but still. Wait, where, where are you going? Uh, I'm actually going to Bulgaria. Oh, that's nice. Very nice. You have no clue where that is, do you? I do know where that is. Where? Well, it is in Europe. I think it's in uh, the Balkans, which is in so it's uh, south, uh, southeastern Europe. Southeastern Europe. Damn, I'm actually surprised. I'm really not. I I remember telling you this like a few weeks ago. Actually, you never told me any of this. I I swear. Come on, I remember we were playing Minecraft last week. <laughs> okay, well, I don't remember regardless, that. regardless, regardless. Let's end on a good note. See you guys another time, and remember, always question everything. (laughs) Bye. Okay.